millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jaws, Star Wars, Psycho, Jurassic Park... The Soundtrack Show looks at the vital role that music plays in some of our favourite films. This is from the first of three episodes devoted to the first part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring, from 2001, with a film score written by composer Howard Shaw. The Fellowship of the Ring, or Fellowship for short, is a very different kind of movie than any we've looked at so far, for several reasons. Reason number one... While we have looked at movies that kick off trilogies in the past, this movie, and in many ways its film score, is inseparable from the other two films that follow it. So much so that all three of these films were announced at the same time, were advertised in the same trailer, and were released one year apart from each other. So even though we're beginning our dive into Fellowship of the Ring, we're really going on an adventure through Middle-earth. Middle-earth, you say? What, uh... Yes, the source material of Fellowship, and this is reason number two for why it's such a different movie, comes from novels written by J.R.R. Tolkien decades ago. Fellowship was published in 1954, as was The Two Towers, the second volume. It arrived later that year. And finally, the third volume of The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, was published in October 1955. Together, these three volumes are known as The Lord of the Rings. Their influence weighs heavily on the fantasy genre. Lord of the Rings became immensely popular in the 1960s and has remained so ever since, ranking as one of the most popular works of fiction of the 20th century, judged by both sales and reader surveys. The Lord of the Rings started as a sequel to Tolkien's popular children's book, The Hobbit, published in 1937. But Lord of the Rings quickly grew in depth and darkness during the writing process into what we know today. And in order to talk about the movie and its music, we need to discuss the world of the Lord of the Rings called Middle-earth first. For starters, it's a vast world with thousands and thousands of years of backstory. That's right, thousands. It's a fictional land filled with forests, rivers, kingdoms, mountains, lakes, seas, caves, and fields. With elves, dwarves, wizards, goblins, and orcs, creatures of all kinds, kingdoms of men, and, well, hobbits. More on them later. Fellowship begins in what is known as the Third Age of Middle-earth. Each age in the Middle-earth fiction contains multiple millennia of history. Fellowship, for example, doesn't begin until around mm, 3001 or 3004 in the Third Age, or 1404 by Shire Reckoning. Again, more on that later. So explaining all of that in just three movies, not to mention condensing it down as an historical introduction to a music podcast, is a daunting task. Seems impossible, actually. But what we're going to discuss today is just how Fellowship managed to do it not just with its brilliant introduction to Middle-earth during the film's prologue, but with Howard Shore's entire approach 
to its film score. Howard Shore, the composer of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, is a Canadian composer born in Toronto, Ontario in 1946. When he was 13, he met Lorne Michaels at summer camp, the future creator of Saturday Night Live. After attending Berklee College of Music, my alma mater as well, Shore played in a jazz fusion ensemble called Lighthouse, a very successful band that actually opened for Jimi Hendrix at one point. This was before he started working again with Lorne Michaels as the musical director of Saturday Night Live from 1975 to 1980. And Howard Shore is credited with writing both the intro and closing music of that show, as well as writing music for multiple famous sketches. Live from New York, it's Saturday Night! NBC Saturday Night. Starring the Monterey for primetime players. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, James Curtin, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, with Howard Shore and his all-nurse band. After 1980, Shore began writing film scores, most notably for David Cronenberg on movies like The Fly, for director Jonathan Demme on Silence of the Lambs and Philadelphia, and director David Fincher on Seven and later Panic Room. But after scoring so many dark films like the ones mentioned above, Howard Shore was announced as the composer on the upcoming Lord of the Rings films. This was a move that surprised some people. The Rings movies were undoubtedly going to be huge blockbuster affairs, filled with action. Yes, right? I mean, if we're in the late 90s, We have some expectations here about what these film scores are probably going to be. So, how did Howard Shore get the gig? Well, here's what we know. Shore was a huge fan of Lord of the Rings, especially in the 1960s. He read and reread the volumes when he was touring on the road, presumably with Lighthouse. One day, in the late 1990s, he got a call from director Peter Jackson about the Lord of the Rings films that Jackson was making down in New Zealand. Well, Shore immediately flew to New Zealand to check out what Jackson was cooking up, which, by the way, New York to New Zealand is no short plane flight to take for an interview. Shore said, quote, I received a phone call directly from Peter. He was in New Zealand, and it was a fascinating project that he described. I journeyed down to New Zealand after the call. The level of filmmaking was amazing and inspiring. I wanted to be a part of it. End quote. Oh, to be a fly on the wall during that conversation. I can't help but imagine that it was Shore's intense love for the books that won him the gig. I'm sure he bonded over a shared passion for Tolkien's work with Jackson and his creative team. Shore described his musical writing process during the creation of the score for Rings, saying, quote, I always had the book as a guide. It was always open on my desk, and as I was creating thematic ideas and motifs for the film, I was always rereading the book, all the time, but especially when I was scoring specific scenes. I would go back to the book and reread it to gain insight into the story. So, this brings me to reason number three why Fellowship of the Ring is so different than any other blockbuster movie we've covered so far. Its film score is very different. How? Well, in my opinion, Howard Shore didn't just write music for Peter Jackson's 2001 film, A Fellowship. No, 
With Jackson's support, Shore was actually scoring Middle Earth itself. He was writing definitive music for the characters, locations, and most importantly, the many different cultures of Middle Earth, as well as synchronizing a film score to picture. And my friends, you can absolutely hear it in his music. Much of the shorthand for Middle Earth that we experience in Jackson's Fellowship comes from the descriptive, rich nature of Howard Shore's music. It informs us not only dramatically of what's going on in the plot, but through music, we get an immediate and visceral sense of what the various cultures and characters in Middle-earth are all about. The music score on any film is obviously vitally important because it totally guides your emotions when you're watching the film. I mean, the actors can do their job, the director can do their job in terms of creating a certain amount of mood and emotion, but obviously music is like so strong in evoking what you should be feeling at any given time. Peter and Fran were very clear that they wanted someone that would collaborate with them, that would be willing to invest the time to develop themes and to help us even in production. Because more so than just scoring the film, I wanted the music to reflect Tolkien. I wanted the music to also bring the world of Middle-earth to life. So Howard agreed to come down and meet with Peter. And he visited the set. And he visited the set again a few, a few months later, and he was just started to immerse himself in the world very, very quickly once, once he'd agreed to do the film. You could see the depth of the creativity of what they were trying to create in New Zealand and the passion for it. And I think it was on that very first trip that I had decided that I definitely wanted to do the film. It seemed like a hugely daunting task to do three films. Normally on movies, composers might work for six or eight weeks, but Howard was with us um, from very early on in the shoot. So, you know, by the time The Fellowship of the Ring had been released, Howard had been on the film for nearly two years. Tolkien spent 14 years writing Lord of the Rings, and you're now writing a musical image, creating the music, a musical mirror, if you will, uh, to, to his writing. And I mention this so, so often, um, you know, even in, in other discussions about feeling like Frodo, and I really did feel like that, that I had this amazing uh, journey to take, and I had the ring in my vest pocket, and you were chosen, now you're going to write the music to Lord of the Rings, and uh, you had to do it. It was more than what we could have ever dreamt, really, because, you know, Howard has become part of our family, part of our team on this film, and he is totally devoted to to, to somehow um, give the music a cultural significance. Uh, a section of the Encyclopedia of Moria, just so you understand, to give you some idea of this particular world that we're trying to create. Uh, Moria, it's in the year 1697, at the second age of the sun. So that it's doing two jobs at the same time. One, it's underscoring the film. It's providing an emotional link, a bridge between the movie and the audience. And it's drawing the audience in. But it's doing it in such a way that it's also telling you a lot about the cultures of this world. The Lord of the Rings films tell a story, and the music describes the world surrounding that story. Themes absorb cultural details, imply dramatic connections, and reflect the development of the story's characters and ideas. There are almost as many themes as there are such elements. Over 50 leitmotifs are used in the piece. The history of the ring theme, just one of several melodies assigned to the ring, forms the first notes of the symphony and could be said to be the central theme of the entire score. 
It rises and falls in a breath-like pattern to give the ring a sense of consciousness and purpose. Some of The Fellowship of the Ring, the music part one from the soundtrack show hosted by David Collins. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.